welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Today, I'm pleased to present episode 201 in the series Vision Scope. It has been a pleasure preparing these episodes and publishing them for you, and I trust that you have found them to be interesting, informative, and in some instances, educational. We will continue with the program for some time to come, but you will understand that eventually I will have to bring this series to a close. Nevertheless, we continue. And today we have another very special guest. He is Dr. Cedric Fletcher. Dr. Fletcher is originally a graduate of the Salvation Army School for the Blind in Kingston, Jamaica. He then went through high school here in Jamaica and eventually uh, went to the University of the West Indies and taught for some time in Jamaica. Then he migrated to the United States where he eventually ended up with a doctorate in education. Dr. Fletcher has a very exciting story and I know you're going to enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Our next guest is Dr. Cedric Fletcher. Dr. Fletcher is an educator out of um, Philadelphia, and he is with us. Cedric, yes. can you could talk us, man? Yes, Wilbert. <laughs> Glad yes. to be on the uh, program. Yes, sorry for the delay and all of that, but you know how things are. It's better late than never. Yes. Cedric, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I know you, you and I went to the same school, although I went there ahead of you, so you are junior to me, but um, tell our listeners a little yeah, bit about I I think when I went there, you were probably about to leave. I went there in 1965. As a I, had gone already. I had gone already. I was in England. Yes. yes. Uh, I, but I, I thought I would usually see you just like visit, but not. Yes. Yeah, I used you, to visit regularly uh, to motivate students. Right. So so I went there from, I was five. And um, I, I had... 
have visual disability in one eye and could see good from the other, but my parents thought it was best that I go to a school, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. And um, it worked out. Mm-hmm. So um, you introduced me as an educator in Philadelphia. Yes, but I was an educator in Jamaica as well. Tell us, tell us, tell us a little bit about your, your development. Yeah, I, having a school for the blind, what happened? You, um, I learned one other thing. I learned to read Braille, mm-hmm. and I learned to read print at the same time because I could see from one eye. Yeah, and I learned Braille. Mm-hmm. Um, so learning both of them helped me to read um, a wide variety of books. Plus, mm-hmm. because I could see a lot of the students who were going to high school and colleges uh, at the old school then, um, like Miss Tony Edwards um, and some of the other um, people, they would mm-hmm. ask me to read these big books. <laughs> and I would sit and read and read, read. And, you know, somehow it gave me a knowledge of words, how to read words and start to understand words. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so I started to understand the text after a while. And, you know, it, the, 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 the literature was above my um, cognition at that time, my, my comprehension. But it exposed me to the type of language that helped somebody to read. And I think that helped me. So in my, in my kindness, it, it really helped me. And I didn't realize it. Is, when I reflect, I realize you know, I usually read a lot, and when I could have been playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that that desire to read for other people helped you. Yes, yes, uh, unwittingly I did. No, because I was saying, boy, these people are robbing me of my time to go play cricket and football. <laughs> yes. Unwitt- unwittingly, it was helping me. Mm-hmm. It paid off. Yeah, and um. As talking about cricket, I was very athletic while mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, when like 16, the, the, the school for the blind went out on a, a, um, a meet. That was the first time we integrated it and went to an all-age championship in up Swallowfield in, in, like in the 1976 um, or so. Mm-hmm. And we came. The school came third. Okay. And, and you, you know what? I was a champion boy for that meet. You know. Yeah. At at that time, uh, right now there's a a, a a trophy with my name in the in that um, cabinet in the middle of the foyer at, at the assembly hall. Oh, yes, you know that. Unfortunately, that cabinet is no oh, more. Is oh boy, I wonder where that. It's a, it's a shame, but that's another story. Oh, it's another yes. story. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Yes, and yeah. um, and in my time, you know, JCs, um, there are three other students and myself who we were the first students who got eight JC subject one time, it included mm-hmm. Sydney, Hen Robinson, and myself, mm-hmm. and then um, we did well. Um, Henry and Robinson, Henry, Robinson and Sidney Thorpe, they were in music. And I was a little young to graduate, so they sent me on to Calabar. 
So you I went see. to Calabar, you went to Calabar High. Yes, in the integration. What, what was it like? What was it like at Calabar for you? Yes, you, um, Desmond Bryan was a forerunner to me. So all they tell me, you know, you know, Mr. Brian Desmond did so much, did so good in um, the GC. It was those days. So I had a big boot to fill. But mm -hmm. I was able to get five GC, which allowed me to go to Teachers College. But so then, you, so from Calabar, you went to um, Teachers College. Which yes. college did you go to in, in Jamaica? Teachers I went college. to I went to Sam Sharp Teachers College in Montego Bay because at that time a lot of blind candidates were going to Michael the Michael, mm -hmm. but um, the Prince uh, Mister Weeks at time said they needed to spread out because um, Michael could take so much and no more blind people at one time, and there yeah. were a number. Of you know, the, the academic standards of the school was rising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were more and more of us. So myself and um, a, a student who got, um, he was a student, he was a pre-trained teacher, Hicksville Douglas, yes. who was working there. He got blind as an adult. So yes, he was Hicksville yes. has found the program before. Yeah, so Hicksville and I were roommates and our, okay. our best friends still. Yes. So, yeah, we went to college together and, you know, we did interview and we, had, we did everything that was expected like anybody else. We had to, at some shop, they had a farm, they had everything. When we were being recruited, we had to do everything. Mm -hmm. I remember when we, when, we, when, when, we, when we returned, it was a mm -hmm. big shout, oh, the blind one, them are come. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a, we said, <laughs> You know, then greet to you, and you know, it yes. was a thing. And um, we, Hicksville and I did a lot, had a lot of leadership skills, and um, I was in charge of like music, you know, putting um, music together. That is with the students, not at the um, the, the, not the teachers level, but within mm -hmm. our groups and. Hicksville was the first year president of the of the college. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. but then, uh, but then we took a seat back and said, you know, we came here to study and make sure we pass, you know, our our courses. Mm -hmm. And so both of us left with um, first class honors. Okay. And Hicksville stayed in Mobe, and I went to um, Spanish Town. So you went to Spanish Town to teach. Yes, at Horizon Park. All okay. yes, and, and you, you taught there for some time. Yeah, I lived and worked there for like ten years. Mm -hmm. And um, during that during that time, Cedric. Yes. You and I again crossed paths because yes. um, at that time we were forming the 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 old students association, the alumni group. Exactly. And, uh, and you were part of that development. Yeah, yeah, because so we worked you together you wanted, for some time. Yes, you guys say you wanted some fresh mind with not, not just the old heads, but fresh young people to, you know, give ideas and work together. And that was that was good. Yeah. Of you, that was good of y'all to include everybody. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So you, you came and joined us and we worked for a while. But having left Spanish town, Cedric, yes. having left, where, where did you go next? From there, I, you know, I attempted to go to Michael for, not, not Michael, you, University of the Wendy's four years after, and they said, you can't just leave teacher's college and, and be a teacher in four years. I expect to be a, a, a university student, man. You have to do 10 years. That's a long, that's yeah, too long. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that was too long, and then you had to be a principal, or those were the courses. Mm. And anyone an opportunity that's came. Okay, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, you you go straight as you leave mm. college. You know, you are going straight in it as long as you have the um, prerequisite skills. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, mm -hmm. so what did you do then? Yeah, I did learning management uh, managing learning disability at at um the teachers college it was a new course that was opening up it was um a lot of teachers who were in the field uh, there were a lot of challenges how to help these children who have learning problems and are not learning to read so the university developed that course um mm -hmm. to help teachers who are in the field and i got to um, university that way and I, eventually, eventually you 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 migrated yes uh, after after i left teachers um UE, i went back to my alma mater i went to sam sharp and i'll be a lecturer there for five years so i right. was um yes and i you know worked and you know do everything that other lecturers do and also was the board rep for the staff at the, at the university at Samshap Teachers College. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then I migrated to um, USFA to Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. um, I went straight into a job. And, you know, the, the people say, boy, you're lucky because a lot of people <laughs> here and work in a teaching, you know. And I left with a master's when I left Jamaica, but it was a it was in collaboration with Sam Sharp Teachers College and Connecticut. So I had an American degree. Yes. But so you were, you were well placed. You were well placed. Yes. And it, and it was um, educational leadership I did. What uh, was the transition like, cultural transition from? Yes. Well, it was a big <laughs> culture shock, man. Culture shock has been in the education system and Jamaica being firm. Mm -hmm. That firmness, you know, you cannot exercise it like in Jamaica then. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you speak too harshly to the children here and it, it, oh. it, 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 they say you're causing trauma and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I saw that stuff. So it, you had to modify, I had to modify how I approach, um, my, how I approach teaching, how I speak to children because then it was, you know, in America, it's the children first, then, you know, the adults second. In Jamaica, it's the adult first, children next. <laughs> so you have to change that way of thinking. But I can mm. see the difference in the culture where, you know, the American young people, they, they're very expressive and, you know, creative, whereas Jamaica, they, they tend to listen and um, hold back until they're they are more uh, much older. And... Um, yeah, we are very expressive in our arts and that sort of thing. But um, it's too, the, the other thing was, um, for me, was um, the, 
come, you know, we, every day we have worship at school. Mm -hmm. it, they don't have it here. So it, it was one of the, a different approach. Yes, yeah, a different, different mm -hmm. approach and everything. And, you know, people look on you when, when you start, talk about Christian, you know, like Christmas, you can't mention Christ in the Christmas songs. And I found it strange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are but a couple of differences. You adjusted. Yes, you have to. You have to adjust. And um, also, being blind and also being a black person gives mm -hmm. a high degree expectations because mm -hmm. most of the people in the school are, are white people mm -hmm. and, and, and um, you hardly see male. So there's a high expectation of me to be a role example for a lot of the black kids in, in the community where I am. And, and and at school, you then went on, uh, Cedric. Yes, your doctorate. Yes, I, I went back to special education. That's that's where I started, I, and I went to Arcadia University in mm -hmm. Glenside, Pennsylvania, and I um, did a doctorate in special education. I, um, it's a doctorate in education, and then mm -hmm. my. Um, my research was on how students with um, post-grad students, that's the older people, um, mm. how they are accommodated and treated at the college level. And, you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, you think um, it, it's those are the students who had it, the, you know, had more challenges at university than the ones who were leaving high school. And mm -hmm. one of the main reasons that because America has so much special ed laws, the young people from the 80s, 90s coming up were being prepared and given a lot of accommodation, but the university was behind in terms of that. And mm. to when most people, when they get blind or develop disabilities, tend to be older. And a yes. lot of them are, when they were in college, they went. They, they were able-bodied, sight, vision, hand, ear, um, because natural old age and accident. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell those are the people who have trouble. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Tell, tell me now, with that kind of um, exposure, looking back, what are the major differences between doing a doctorate or doing higher education, I should say then, in Jamaica compared to higher education in the United States? What are some of the major differences? Um, the end product is about the same, but Jamaica tend to, um, you have to, reach a certain standard and they give a lot of exams and it it's more it tend to be exclusionary mm. to me whereas the american system is more inclusionary it's the onus on onus is upon you to fail not not um whereas jamaica you have to prove yourself before you can get the opportunity all, and, all the way at every level Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. And, you, you have to prove yourself before you actually get in yeah. and continue to prove yourself throughout. Whereas, you know, you are more relaxed, you have more time. If you even fail something, they're giving up another opportunity to do it over, to resubmit mm -hmm. stuff. And um, they'll coming to university they don't you know a lot of people can have their doctorate and in jamaica i, I think there's a quota it, it seems that probably it's my perception but mm. it seems as there's a quota to the amount of doctors persons who live in university you know should have doctorates in in jamaica but the end products are the same that's a thing but to reach yeah. this is 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 um different path we have to go through several more hoops to get yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, Mr. Will. Yeah, yeah, yes, man, yeah. And, um, but um, just to look back, although um, the school, in terms of School for the Blind, we went to, mm. um, we were not as exposed, you know, to the society and being integrated early. But the preparation mm. for life in terms of um, developing strength and character and going for second your goals. Non, second to none. Yes, yes. It, it's exemplary. And yeah. we know that people cared for us. You know, mm. we got sponsors to give us um, toys and things. And we had, you know, we went out on trips, you know, those land club trips, you know, mm. every year. So we feel we felt that we're a part of something, you know. Mm -hmm. When we went out, we realized, boy, we should have learned to cook and know to go date. <laughs> Those things were missing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. But the educational yeah. side and the social side, in terms of you know self confidence, and so was embedded. Mm -hmm. And what? that. Mm -hmm. Tell me now, do you like to read? Uh, you must like to read to get to yeah. the doctorate level. You must yes, have to read uh, that, right? I, I, Yes, as, as I told you, my interest in reading started from that early time, you know, and um, and I, 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 what I found in life, I, I switched from one genre to the other, and like two or three years, I'm interested in, you know, adventure, another four, five years, I'm interested in history and and it went on like that till I, I'm more interested in philosophy and um, things that reflect life and truth and justice. That, that's it, sort of literature I read. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you, that, mm -hmm. do you um, enjoy any special author? Who is your favorite author? You know, one of my favorite authors is. Um, um, he, he's, he writes Mayor Casterbridge, oh gosh, uh, his name, <laughs> he writes a lot, uh, um, his name, the one to come to my lip, lips. Okay. But you have, you have a favorite author. Yeah, I love it. I, I read over his stories over and over. I know he writes Mayor Casterbridge, he writes Far From the Madding Crowd. Um, I don't remember his his name. Thomas Hardy. Love, Thomas Hardy. Thomas Hardy. Do you love music? Oh yes, man. Um, um, I don't think anybody from the school for the blind not gonna love music, you know. 
<laughs> we we sing, we play music from we go to that school and don't stop. Um, um, I, I learned to, I, I'm sort of versatile. I learned to play the guitar, um, okay. keyboard, um, mm. clarinet, and and a lot of instruments. But um, you know, I actually was part of Roy Dunbar um, Optic Revolution. Usually play guitar in it. Band. Yeah, I was a guitarist at one stage, and um, okay. but I my best joy is to was to. Um, teach children music and take them to festival and they would get a lot of gold medals. Initially, I wasn't getting, I had to learn the ropes, but after a while, this, I taught at Portsmouth Primary and they, because of the music achievements, the musical mm -hmm. achievements, they would call mm -hmm. Portsmouth a prep school. It was a primary school because, you know, a primary okay. school, you know, winning a lot of gold medals where the prep school, you know, would normally win. Yeah. And, um, Yes, so I, I love teaching children music and going to festivals and let them perform. I, I, that's that's my best pleasure. Mm -hmm. So you you would you say that if you were exiled on an island and you could take only one album, what album would you take? Um, that is always a difficult one yeah. for you know August, but i like to ask that question yes <laughs> uh, you know i love bob marley albums you know especially yeah. with mental slavery and and those i love bob marley albums because you know it, the music is good and they, and then they, yeah they and then they, yeah yeah Yes, so, so the music it, it it has deep mess. It has a good message, and then the music is good. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. So, so I'll stay with that album. One you would are. you would take a Bob Marley. Yes, album, album right. All right. Um, and I know you're a family man. Yes. Uh, you you. You yes. lost your first wife. Yes. Um, yeah, Doreen, we had two, two girls, and mm. Doreen died. Um, she was at school for the blind as well, and mm. she died when those children were young. One was three, and the other one was seven, eight. So I, I had to sort a mother father them. Yeah. Um, so you, when you were coming up to the States, you took them with you? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. You took them with you. Yes. So uh, they came up with me, and um, they adapted to the system, and they did well in school. Um, um, both of them are nurses, but one lives in Belgium and one lives um, here in Philadelphia. And okay. They um, they both love music, played music. One played the clarinet, and the other played the violin and piano. So they, that is that is that is tutelage. Yes, and then they reach a, a level <laughs> that I they reach a level that I didn't reach. So. <laughs> yes, yes so, and um, and also they, you know spiritually, um, the, I, I I love a blended type of um, religious things. I I go to you a church called Unity. They print the Daily Word when I'm going to 
you know, if I have to go to a service, that's what I love. I read scriptures. Yeah. yeah so um, family life is important, you know, and also my 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 in laws and my brothers and sisters actually uh, will. It's eight of us mm. in a like like a three mile radius, brothers. The last eight children, oh. yes, with their family. So we have a big family support up here. So you get you 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 really support one another exactly in, in this um, right. transition and right. yes, living right. in a, a different country. Yes, right. No, my my daughter is not so well. The older one and. Her sister, my her sister, that's my other daughter, is up there, and one of her cousins is donating stem cell to help her. And like my sister went up to help, you know, and they're there helping, mm. um, keeping the children in school and that sort of thing. So we're supporting each, we support each other a lot. Very good family support. Yes, yes, it's important. Family support is important. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't do it. Yes, and. And two, we love we learned that from from school days because we had the family chat, you know. We learned we, we, yeah, we yeah, support one another. Um, I don't oh. boast, but many times, many many of my Jamaican brothers, you know, I assist them in whatever way I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, in a project or program, I'm always there contributing to it. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes for for many of us blindness has been a blessing because many of us ended up with a lot more education than a lot of our siblings. Would you say that? When you look at people yeah. overall? Yeah, my brothers and sisters said, Cedric, if you're blind, you will you, 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 you will reach where you're ready. They say it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they say it's true because we yeah. get, we, they say we, we didn't get the opportunity where you, that you got. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they, and then my mother would have a like a special, you know, like when I mm. come home, she would make sure I come back to school with the best pants, the best shirt, best mm. shoe. You understand? Mm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not there at home. So she was yeah. giving what she could give me in terms of love that way because I didn't get that hugging up and that something like them. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, compensated. Right, right. So, yeah, it was, it was good and you there was no resentment you you, you go country and the carry to the bush and everything and you know and yes Cedric if yes. you if you if you um we're about to wrap up this this yes. interview but tell me leave a parting motivational thought that our listeners can draw on. You can take the next two minutes or so and yeah. and, and leave motivation right. Um if it is um it's not what you have but it's how you use what you have and um using what you have must benefit you your family and your community at large. Um, all of us gain from the community, gain from our family, gain from our friends. So it's important that we should give back. We must return. You know, it's it's a natural thing. We see it happens with the trees, the floors, 
they give the fruits, the plants, it go back to the earth and it comes back. So life, ex life expects us to do that so we can help one another and make the world a better place. And the more, uh, what a lot of people don't realize, Cedric, is the more you give, is the more you get. Yes. Even, even when you give out of nothing, it's amazing. Yes. You see, your pocket can hold so much and no more, you know. <laughs> you have to give to some more can come in back to your pocket. Yeah. And it's a spiritual law that many people don't understand, but you have yes. to give to get back the blessings and the riches. I want to thank you very much for granting me this interview. I know we had technical issues that shortened the interview, but it's short and sweet. Yes, yes, this is something that I'm going to try and learn. So next time I'm doing this interview, it will be smooth. I promise you that. And we would love to have you back some other time. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. I'm glad for the opportunity. You know, um, it's 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 important that people get a chance to express, and people who grew up with you hear you know your achievements, so it can yeah. empower other people. And you have list people listening to you from all over the world, all around the world, India, China. We have a couple of listeners. Great. We have as in Africa, um, so you know. Yes. And we're going to we're going to prepare your interview, and eventually it's going to be sent out as a podcast. Okay, great, great. So, nice. We want to wish you all the best and continued success in your journey. Yes, and thank you. And whatever program you want me to help with, you mm. can call on me. If you have any questions or comments regarding this program please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That is N-O-R-W-I-L-L -L number 2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr.